What up, what up, what up, ladies and gentlemen? It's me, Eric, for a mini-sode of Big Stick Energy Podcast. I am Sans, Jim, and Joey, just doing a little bit of a uh, in-between, like I promised, in episode 25. So this will be episode 25.5, I guess, if we want to call it that. Um, Yeah, I figured because... The weakest part of the episode, in my opinion, was the Flyers talk because, you know, got a little distracted. They were playing the Penguins, whooping some ass. And, um, I don't know. I just, I kind of wanted to do a little bit of a deeper look at where the boys are at the moment. Um, you know, it's All-Star break right now. I actually have the All-Star game on in the background. I, uh... I unfortunately missed the Metro game and when they got shit kicked, even though, I mean, this is all just kind of a joke in my opinion. You know, they, they're just not really, they're probably given 20%. Um, our boy TK, the all-star from, our sole all-star from the Flyers, had a uh, three apples. Yeah, I even had one to uh, first round draft pick in the same draft that, uh, or first overall draft pick in the same draft as Nolan Patrick. He had an assist to him, which is kind of funny. In another world, Nico Heischer, the guy he passed the puck to, would have been on the Flyers, and Nolan Patrick would be a devil. So it's pretty funny. But, um, yeah, I uh, also I just want to say that I hope you guys enjoy the uh, intro music. I thought I'd pick All-Star, you know, and because we, I don't want to get any, rights violations or I don't want to get a copyright infringement because uh I don't think any of us want to have to deal with that plus it's a whole hassle in itself we had to use the anchor shout out to anchor our uh, streaming distributor we had to use the uh the all-star version that they used or they provide and it's uh it's like if Smash Mouth was copied but they changed the voice a little bit. So I think it's actually a pretty good pretty good cover of it. I don't know. You're welcome for that. I thought that was creative on my part. Um, Alright, let's just jump into it. We uh, So we got a week off until the next game. It's, uh, it's currently Saturday night. And the Flyers don't pick up again until Friday night in Pittsburgh to close out what is probably the longest home-and-home at least I've seen in my life. Uh, I don't... I I think it's kind of cool, but also it kind of defeats the purpose of a home-and-home because it's not like whatever bad blood was had during the game is probably completely washed away, especially with someone like TK, who's our quote-unquote Hat, <clears throat> rat, uh, player. But uh, I mean, he's out there hanging out with Chris Letang and uh, Tristan Jerry, the two Penguins all stars. And it's like, I mean, at this point, they're so friendly. It's like it's gonna be so weird for them to go back to uh, play each other in a game that ultimately wasn't crazy dirty on Friday night. But like, you know, there was it was a hard hitting affair. So it's like, you know. There was a little bit of pushing and shoving, and now it's like basically everything that was kind of all the momentum kind of stunts both 
play-wise for the Flyers because, I mean, they were riding into the all-star break on their high horse, and now they're going to have to basically start from scratch because they're going to come out probably a little sluggish in that first period. But luckily, I mean, let's see, the Penguins don't play until... Got my computer with me. My trusty laptop. The Penguins schedule. So we got the... They play... They actually don't play till Friday. So the, the, both teams have a week off. So that's that's good at least. Wow, actually, holy shit. Uh, just looking, you know, this has nothing to do with us, but the Penguins have... They have... Um, they have all, off till Friday... They play us. Then they have off until the following Thursday. They play the Lightning. And then they have another home-and-home type situation that they have with us with the Lightning. But they don't play until February 11th. So that's almost another week after. It's it's the schedule. Oh, wait. I'm stupid. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, they, they're completely a bit what I just said. I didn't realize that the schedule was lined up horizontal. I thought it was going vertical. That's stupid on my part. That's why we need Jim. Because he helps, you know, correct correct my mental errors. Um, alright. So but the but the Penguins also have a week off from the last game that they played, which is against us. So really both teams are gonna go in pretty rusty, which is which is beneficial to us, but um so the they've off the Flyers have off until Friday, and then they have, go quickly back home from Pittsburgh to the Wells Fargo Center, and they play the Avalanche the following Saturday night. So it's going to be another quick jump into the jump into the heightened schedule again. It's not like they really get a little bit of a break, but I think that's good to help build the momentum for us because, like I said, the this second half of the schedule is going to be brutal. I mean, it's right now you've got the Flyers currently sitting at 60 points and they're at it's somehow if you look at like let's say we look at the Western Conference, you'll get someone with 60 points and Flyers would currently be they would currently be winning the Pacific Division at 60 points and they would currently be in third place of the Central with 60 and then the next best team is the Blackhawks in the central they have 54 so the, there would be a pretty nice gap in between both teams fighting for uh playoff spots at least with the wild card push but you know you look at the east and you've got you've got the Flyers sitting at 60 points then the Hurricanes at 61 who are in the second wild card then the Blue Jackets have 62, who pushed into the first wild card. Then the Islanders are in third with 63. And the Penguins have 67. And then the Capitals have 71. You're honestly probably not catching the Capitals at this point. So you're really hoping for that third wild card spot. Potentially, the Flyers could push for that second one. But, I mean, the Penguins keep winning. And even so, I mean, the Islanders... The Islanders at least have kind of dipped off a little bit. And I don't know if they're going to hold hold completely... Solid play for the second half. I mean, they at least there. I think they were at, they were at five hundred pretty much. I think for the past like month or so. Um, so they've been a little bit on a downward trajectory, and that'll help. 
that'll help us statistically at least move up a little bit higher in the standings. Because you really, if you're the Flyers, I mean, if you're any team, you really don't want that wild card spot. But you just you want to make it into the playoffs. But if you're the Flyers, you're really gunning, hoping that one of those teams slips away and you can slide into that top three because it'll be so much easier of a it'll be so much easier of a push through the latter half of the season as opposed to because that wild card race is going to be pretty brutal in terms of just going going in every night not having not having a um a chance to at least playoff wise you're not going to have uh damn it sorry about that little break i had but also to ruin my earlier point apparently i can't use the copyrighted music i had in my intro so everything i talked about for the first two minutes of the show doesn't matter now so that's great but okay I think I was talking about the Flyers in terms of whether to be in the wild card or the or the top three the problem with the wild card right now is that it's you know you could be on a 10 and no run and still be out of on the in, outside looking in which is where the Flyers currently are. I mean, they're 5-4-1 in the last 10, but they've been playing pretty solid hockey for the most part. That 5-4-1 goes back to that really shitty West Coast trip that they went on. So anyway, um, so hopefully the Islanders can continue to kind of slide a little bit. <sighs> I don't know about the Blue Jackets because they're 8-2-0. I don't fucking know how. Um... That's, I don't know if they can keep this up for the rest of the season, but they were literally supposed to be a bottom barrel team, and they're somehow sitting at sixty two points, and they're eight two and zero in their last ten. They're on a six game win streak, like it's it's fucking ridiculous. The Hurricanes have been kind of sliding a little bit, and they lost Dougie Hamilton to that uh, broken fibula, I think it was tibula fibula, some bone in the leg that sounds painful to break, uh, which hurts them a lot. So I don't know. It's going to be... Luckily, the Rangers are 10 back. I don't see them catching up. The Devils are, like, fucking abysmal, and they're they're not they're not catching up. I think they're pretty much have sold out on the season. They're like, all right, we'll get them next year. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then you can't even... I mean, besides the Metropolitan, you got to think about the Atlantic, too, because the, the Maple Leafs are currently at 57 points, and they're not going to... They're, they're not going to stop winning. They're going to keep... Uh, shooting for that wild card spot and it's like luckily I mean it's just it's, it looks like it's just them but even the Panthers and the Leafs are kind of flip-flopping between the um third and the first wild card spot the Sabres have 51 points and they pretty much I mean they're they're gunning for a top three spot which I don't think the Bruins Lightning or Maple Leafs slash Panthers are going to give up so it's going to be an interesting second half I don't know, I'm looking at this, and I just, I don't know. I'd be so pissed off if the Flyers don't make the playoffs after a way better season that they're having than they were last year. It's ridiculous. All right, enough about that. Okay. Uh, What news has happened the past little bit that I could go over? I'm going to 
just fill you guys in on what's been going on. I mean, there's there's been a couple articles that have come out about this whole. Uh, actually, we'll say we'll save that. First, we'll talk about uh, there was an article NBC Sports came out with why the Flyers fans should be hopeful about a playoff push. So that's you know. A lot of it's just going into how you know, the next, in the next week, probably by Friday that Pittsburgh game, Gostaspier will be back. Uh, from his knee injury, while Carter Hart is going to probably return. My bet would be that that Monday game after the Avalanche game. I think they play the Canadians. Probably be his first game back. They'll probably give him that weekend off just to kind of get back in shape a little bit, kind of get his bearings. But a lot of this article just kind of goes into how AV's track record especially in his first season as a coach for a team, he usually pushes his team to the playoffs. And I think two out of the three teams have gone on to the Stanley Cup final. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but the stats speak for themselves. So, um, I, I just I just want a playoff series win this year because I mean, they haven't won a series since 2012. And this city's kind of... The only way to get fans back interested in this city is for them to be successful in the playoffs because right now they're kind of the laughing stock of the city in terms of just like no one I mean they're they're more exciting to watch there there's definitely more of an interest in the city because people are acknowledging that they're fun but the only way to truly get back like the the flyers haters back on the train is to for them to at least win a series um I think, I mean, I think if they don't win a series, I'm not going to say it's disappointing. Well, it's definitely disappointing, but I'm not going to say it's, like, it's a disappointing season. Because this has just been such a weird season in terms of every team kind of being mediocre besides for the top three teams of the East. Everybody else has kind of been a mixed bag. And the worst part is, is the Flyers have been a little higher up on the mixed bag teams where they've I think they've played more consistent consistently than most teams it's just that west coast trip really fucked them in terms of staying if they if they probably won another game or two on that west coast trip they're they're sitting in that top wild card spot and probably not worrying at the moment and I mean it's still too early for them to worry but they got to at least come out for this bye week and they got to they got to win Six or seven of their ten games probably to be sitting pretty heavy. They can't they can't afford a, a slow losing streak right out of the gate. They gotta they gotta pull a couple away. So um the other thing that this article says and that I definitely think has been huge is that the Flyers have gone nine, five, and three against the top ten teams in the league, and they're five one and one versus the top four. And the thing is, is they're beating the teams that they need to beat. And especially, they're showing that they can pretty much play with anyone. So confidence-wise, that at least helps keep them positive. Um, all right. So enough about the Flyers hopefully making playoffs, which is... God, I want playoffs. I want playoff hockey again in this fucking city so bad. If you can't tell. Um, 
something something really positive this week, something to kind of help put a smile on your face is uh Oscar Lindblom was on the ice with his girlfriend and he had a puppy in his hand and you know, it's nice to see Lindblom on the ice. You know, he's currently undergoing his treatment for his cancer. Um and it's nice to just see him smiling out and about still being that positive energy in the locker room for the boys and uh you know it's really it's just it's one of those things it's nice to see and it made, it made me happy it really it actually made my day when i saw it um and now we'll jump into the most important thing that's happened this week the gritty drama so i don't remember if i talked about it on the the pod this week I don't know if it happened yet. I think it did, but Gritty punched a kid in the face, apparently. Um, so, detectives are investigating currently still. And uh, Kevin Hayes came out and said that he was the one who did it. And he showed he put a Twitter picture up of him under the Gritty mask. So, case solved. Kevin Hayes uh, punched a kid in the face. Did the kid deserve it? That remains to be seen. I think the way it sounds is his dad deserved to be punched in the face because he lied about his kid being punched in the face. So I think Gritty should be able to take a full running start at the dad. And I think that then they should just call it quits and say, that's it. That's, that's it for the Gritty story. I'm sorry that I made it seem like it was a huge story. Um, what else do we got? I don't really have a lot more. Um, the PHWA, which is the Players Professional Hockey Writers Association, every year they drop a mid-season awards, and our our own Sean Couturier who has actually been nominated for this award before, reached number one in votes for the Frank J. Selke Trophy, which is the forward who best excels in the defensive aspects of the game. In 2017-18, he finished as a runner-up, so he finished in second voting to Anshi Kopitar. And people have pretty much been saying, especially in Philly, but a lot of people around the league have noticed that Couturier is one of the better defensive forwards. And they were like, it's only a matter of time before he wins the Selkie award. And at least midseason, he's the best defensive forward. It's I think it's Couturier. Um, it's Couturier, Bergeron, who's won four times, and Ryan O'Reilly, who won last year, who's a St. Louis Blue. Um AV had a quote about this. He said, he's grown into a real solid two-way centerman. I don't want to say Bergeron type. I think Bergeron is obviously the role model in the league, which I'd agree with. But I think Coots is closing in on how good Bergeron is. I think because he might not be as flashy or look as spectacular as some of the other guys, maybe people don't notice him as much, which I'd also agree. But I think throughout the past two or three seasons, he's really started to add some more pizzazz to his game in terms of being flashy like that. That pass on Friday to Voracek for the first goal of the game was as elite of a pass as you're ever going to see in this league. I mean, he threaded two defensemen, and that pass was fucking crisp. Like, it, it hit the stick, and there was a pop right when it hit. So, 
Uh, but I can tell you the people in this room, the people that play with him every day, they notice him, which, I mean, that's most important, but you also, if you want to win this award, you need other people to notice. Luckily, people are noticing. Um, I am super excited for this, and I really hope that Couturier finally pulls a Selkie out. I mean, if the Flyers keep continuing to, uh, if the Flyers keep continuing the strive and go to the, or, uh, thrive, that's the word, and go to the, and make it into the playoffs, and then Couturier obviously continues his, his, he's quietly been scoring points. I think he might lead the team. Uh, he's tied for the team lead in points at 43. He is first in assists. He is 30. And even straight points, he's 35. Um, how many goals does he have? Oh, shit. I think he has 10 goals or 9 goals. 9 or 10 goals. No, he, he's got to have more than that. Fuck. Um, give me a second. But, yeah, he's been... He's been fantastic this season, and he's been fantastic the past two or three seasons in terms of just getting, you know, he's he's obviously gifted defensively, but his offense has really come into its own, and he's just, he's a force out there. He is, he's got 13 goals this season, so, I mean, he's he's probably going to hit twenty twenty five. He goes through little patches where he just scores every game, but he's at least a point or two a game. Um... I mean, I guess he's a little, um, he's under point point per game this season, but he usually kind of taps out about 60, 65 points in an 82-game season. That's pretty good, so. Wow, fuck, they already played 50 games. That's absurd. I really thought that. I didn't know they played that many. Uh, yeah, but I, hopefully Katoria can keep it up, and I know he will, but, God, I want him to win the Selkie so badly. Um... Alright, what else do we got? Um, that's, honestly, I mean, I think that's it. I just wanted to, obviously, do a little bit of a mini-sode. Like, Jim coined the term. But, uh, I wanted to give you guys a little bit more Flyers talk. Maybe just kind of talk about how I think this is going to go the rest of the season. Uh, I still do think the Flyers make the playoffs. I just think consistently they've been playing well. This system under AV has really proven strong with the team. The team's really bought into it. Um, they've been a lot better defensively. I mean, they're still pulling the little bit, little mistakes, but I mean, that's what happens when you have four out of your six defensemen, uh, first or second year players. Um, I mean, it's it's you're gonna live and die by the sword if you're playing a young team. But I I do like what the Flyers are doing right now, and I, this season feels like it's gonna be special. The second half's gonna be fun. It's gonna be exciting. Um, and yeah, so make sure you like, subscribe, do all that jazz like we usually say. Uh, leave us a review, and you guys can listen on Anchor, Apple Pods, Google Play. And whatever other six streaming services we're, we uh, stream on. I don't honestly know off the top of my head right now. But uh, yeah, so uh, we will talk at you guys on Tuesday for a, another episode. I don't know how much Flyers talk we're going to have, but enjoy yourselves and uh, stay beautiful, ladies and gentlemen.